0: Hello. Welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I'm well. I'm looking forward to Game 7, of course. Uh, Absolutely. Um, We are recording this on Memorial Day. Uh, That is the dedication we have to you folks out there that on holidays we are in here recording content for you. David, a week ago, you and I were sitting on this very show and both conference final series were sitting at 3-0. And we were like, ah, you know, we're getting ready to figure out this will be a week straight of Heat Nuggets previews. We were getting ready for all that. Well, the Nuggets completed their end of the bargain and won their game that night and uh, our advanced NBA Finals. And have been waiting since last Monday to figure out who their opponent is. And inexplicably, the Boston Celtics down love three. We've won three straight games to force a game seven tonight in Boston with the trip to the NBA Finals on the line. And that game six, David, was out of control. There were so many things going on. Uh, those of you know, like, David texts us all about games, and it's always great to get David's perspective on things because he's a coach first. That's how you watches the game. And words like, terrible play, awful coaching. Like, it's just <laughs> And David does find a way to devoid himself of emotion, right? Because he's not a fan first. He's a coach first. Of course, he's a fan of the sport and the game, but he looks at it through that lens first. So he takes away all the emotions of the ref screwed us and all these crazy things. It's like everybody was terrible in that, in that game and everybody has a part to play in, in where we got. And so I want to I want to start uh, sort of there at the top, David. Um, you texted that there is a rule you have that officials should all follow. And I think it is the best rule I've ever heard. Can you please tell everybody what the official's number one rule is? Call what you see. Correct. Yeah,
1: I, I, I'm going to revisit. This 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 game, but let's just finish this thought. I've refed a thousand, at least a thousand games in my life because as a young coach, you're working camps and Mm -hmm. forget about all the practices I've refed where you're calling fouls sometimes. Um, You you just call what you see, sell your call, and if you don't see it, don't call it. And um, I I just I had I had I talked to my I one of my two brothers. They're both very smart guys. They they love basketball. One of my brothers said to me last night. Yesterday, he said, um, maybe we should go to four referees now. And I, I think he's smart. And first of all, he's a very smart guy. His point is, and he's a troop subscriber, i Brother Mike, uh, it's a big freaking court. And we got stuff going on that they never used to have. We had two, then went to three. But this game has evolved a lot since we've gone to three. So they miss a lot. And um, like, for example, the, uh, the J- Jimmy Butler uh, double dribble. Mm-hmm. in the corner nobody had a good angle to see it you should not call that if you don't see it it's it's a mistake but um they're not seeing a lot they're unsure of a lot and uh uh but i also think the players did a absolutely terrible job of making it easy mm-hmm. for some of these foul calls they just fouled needlessly so many times
0: well that, that brings me to <laughs> so uh there, that game happens and the, the uh the Heat hit three free throws, uh, Jimmy Butler does, and they go up one. And when that happens, I have Coach Thorpe, as I like often do, in my ear, on my shoulder. And I'm like, I know what he's saying right now. Do not fucking foul. <laughs> like, no. Rule number one, don't, Ho- don't foul. Horford should have followed that rule. He almost was the GOAT. <laughs> and, like, the and bad GOAT, not the good GOAT. The bad GOAT. And I I tweeted it out. I said, Coach Thorpe, in my ear right now, don't fucking foul. Yeah. Well, no one fouled. That was good. However. <laughs> When you play defense, the defensive possession is not over until you secure the rebound. And, David, we can get to this point now. I assume it was Eric Spolster's strategy to have Tatum doubled so he would not get the ball at all and have no chance of touching it. And understandable. Like, you want to stop? Please, if if anyone's going to beat me, it can't be the best player on the court. It's got to be somebody else. Okay, fine. I get that. But no one on Miami, David, once the shot was up, Figured out. All right, the ball is up. What if it doesn't go in? Someone, we got to get to the glass. No, not a Miami Heat player crashed the glass there. So, was that a bad decision by Spo to say double Tatum, or was that no players you executed bad once that ball was up and you saw that your job was to secure that rebound by any means necessary?
1: uh Well, first of all, we're dealing with human beings. um Let's look at let's look at big picture. Derek White tipped the ball in with one tenth of a second left on. Right. Correct. Would you agree? One tenth. Mm-hmm. The ball could not have rebounded more perfectly, literally perfectly, for Derek White. That's a very rare thing. The way it rebounded, if it hangs on the rim a little bit longer, game's over. Now, Jason Tatum might have had a tip in too, uh, if the ball had bounced a different way. But you're still talking. about and, but maybe they win him enough time. Like if it, that's how close it was. He didn't double team Tatum. He denied. He had one guy denying Tatum at the point of attack. He had right. Shrews leave the ball, who was the inbounder, and then get in the passing lane, right, right. on the perimeter. to so sort of
0: front him, right, so that he couldn't
1: get Not it from front it just, So one guy was denying. One guy was just mm-hmm. in the passing line between inbounder and Tatum, which took him out of, uh, of the way of anything Derek White could have been doing. For example, if the spacing the – the Celtics play, that wasn't a great play because the spacing was bad. As, right. There should have been an ability to get the ball to Mark Smart Derek White was wide open cutting, except that there was another dude there, which, which meant Bam I, Adebayo could both guard two guys at the same time, White being one of them. They tried to pass to White, uh, Bam would have stolen the ball and the series would be over and we'd have Denver-Miami on Thursday. Uh, so I don't think that was a problem. I actually think that was smart. Don't let Tatum beat you. What you said is right. Uh, but there is a risk for when, you, when you do what you did to having Derek White either cut, which he was open, until Adebayo helped or potentially tip in. Uh, they needed to race there. Tatum was there as well because they were so extended on him. I give great credit to the Celtics guys for just making, I mean, we talk about making plays all the time. Derek White made a play. Jason Tatum made a play too. It just didn't come to him. A lot of times we tell players, I don't ever look at how many rebounds you got. We have to grade you on the effort. Sometimes the ball doesn't go near you, you know? But let's, let's look at some big picture stuff. Do you remember what I texted? So I didn't watch the game live. I made right. a choice. My wife had mm-hmm. I just put on a plane to go to Scotland. I have a life, some lifelong friends, uh, two of them who are married had their 35th wedding anniversary. I met my best friend in seventh grade and his stepsister, who I we've known them forever, and we all went out for dinner. And I'm like, I, I'm just gonna watch the game on synergy. But I followed it on my phone at the end. I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. Celtics are up mm-hmm. 10 in the fourth quarter. And yep. then I'm waiting for my Uber ride because I, I had a drink and a uh, glass of wine. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to drive. So I Ubered home and I'm, I'm waiting for the Uber and I see the, uh, the heat, heater down to Jimmy Butler on the free throw line. He makes his three. I'm like, oh boy, 2.4 seconds. And then in three seconds, I'm like, wait a second. How did yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, which, yeah. Is this, which is an, an issue. I don't even know why they still did it. I'm, I'm going to ask you about it in a minute. But the fun thing was I'm watching, I'm following on ESPN's GameCast. Marcus Smart misses the shot, and the clock shows 0.0, 0 on the game. Yeah. But it doesn't say final on the game right. cast. But in my mind, I'm thinking, it's over. Miami's going sweet. I, was, I, was, right. I didn't carry the way. I'm in the Uber. The little guy's talking to me. But eight, nine minutes, maybe 10 minutes into the ride, I have a 15-minute total ride. I'm like, you know, it didn't say final. I probably <laughs> I don't, no one is texting me. It's 11 o'clock at night right. whatever. I check and I'm like, oh my god, Derek White tipped it in. <laughs> so then, so I'm, I tell you that for a reason. Uh, yesterday, I I decided I did not want to do the synergy experience. I wanted to watch yeah. the game. NBA TV replays them. Mm-hmm. I watched the replay over the course of like four hours because they replayed it twice in a row. And do you remember the first thing I texted you after I watched the game? Uh, let me say I think it was horrible
0: things. I'm pulling up your text right now. <laughs> I hate all this broadcaster stuff. I'm rewatching the game now. And before the game, SVG said, for me to win. They have to have a playoff Jimmy performance. He was fired from 21 from the field. His plus minus was zero. And they lost in a tenth of a second. Right. But what, what I, right <laughs> after, is I am, what, wasn't in the game yet. What was next? Well, let's see. What was next? Uh, now then you talk about Reggie talking about zone responsibilities right. when you're boxing out. What a, this is
1: madness. When this is ga- dumb. When the game ended, it's a <laughs> terrible, terrible game. It yes, was a terrible, yes. terrible game. I don't mean from Correct. a dramatic standpoint, suspense, right. whatever. I already knew the ending. So all yes. that emotions washed out, which I prefer anyway. It was a very <laughs> poorly played game. Uh, the Heat could not make a shot uh, inside the paint. They shot great from three. The Celtics shot freaking horribly from three. It was uh, a foul. One team shot 34 free throws. The other team shot 29. This was a poorly played game by probably very exhausted players whatever the excuse is, it was a bad game to watch uh, from, from an execution perspective. And um, not a surprise that, you know, a play like a – first of all, the Celtics are very deep. Yes. And, uh, you know, Brogdon started this series very good. Mm-hmm. 19 points in the first game, then 13, I think. It's, it's been trending down because of his injury, and then, of course, he right. sits in the game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going to happen tonight. Do you know? I don't think, I don't think he's playing tonight. Really? I don't think so. Interesting. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Uh, Ironically, everyone thought uh, he was the better matchup with Jimmy Butler, and yet he doesn't play at all. Jimmy Butler was terrible, which makes me think Jimmy's out of gas. And and if he Um, he is, that's a major problem.
0: David, the Heat had 15 more shot attempts than the Celtics, and they were plus 21 from three. If I just told you those two yes. things, you'd... You only won. had, I think, five turnovers. Right. The Heat yeah. won, right? If, if I told you that you, without yeah. lowing. like Yeah. yeah. So to, that's, so it's imp, so I say all that to say, to come back from 3 a lot of improbable things have to happen yeah. together. Because it's just... In any other game, if those two things are true, probably, you are winning that game 99, 99 out of 100 times. Right.
1: And, and, and we talked about this on Thursday. If ever there was going to be a comeback, it's probably going to be... The what best net margin team in the league well, versus an eight yes. seat. Like, the, the, so the we probability, of if, if it wasn't likely they would do it and we get to the right. game six. But if it was going to be done ever, it's going to be this scenario and not the other way around. Miami's down 03. They're not coming right. back. Right. Correct.
0: This is, that exactly is the scenario. And this is where we bring up the regular season and why it matters. As David said, there's a reason the Celtics were the number one adjusted net rating team and the Heat were 20th, right? Like, the, Ultimately, you are who you are, right? And so the Celtics, and we said this before. You said, even though you're like, and I was wrong. You said this about yourself. You said it's much more likely that the Heat, I'm sorry, the Celtics win in four or five yeah. than the other way around. Right, right. But it was also more likely that if anyone was down on three, it would be the Celtics to come back and not the Heat, right? Because they have more ways to win, more versatile. They're just they're better, they're, yeah. And their regular season and everything right. has shown you that. Um you can so be, now look at it this way. So, so over the course of a season,
1: one team can be better than the other. In the course of a series, it can flip. Mm-hmm. And we saw that in the first three games. Miami, even in game six, obviously, Miami shot great. Boston was not playing well. Jalen Brown had some terrible games. People think it was his hand. Uh the Celtics are the better team. That doesn't mean they'll win game seven, by the way. Correct. There's it's one game. And anyone that tells you they know who's gonna win is just uh, talking no tough.
0: One. Yes, no one knows. I, well, but this, if they do they're way smarter than me because i don't know who's gonna win this is what makes sports great though david right this is what makes it the best reality show going like all that other reality shows that people watch those are scripted to some extent this we have no idea what's going to happen tonight If i were to tell you again after 3-0 okay. anybody was saying the slugs are going to win four straight nobody would believe They'd be like what right. that's not going to happen right. no way uh, i want to go into the last two minute report about the jimmy butler play
1: no hold on. so I, yeah i'm gonna let you do that but we have to say this I, i'm no celtics fan or a Red Sox yeah. fan. Um, sure. it, Boston. If Boston wins this game. Oh, dear God. Th- those fans, they think because of their area code or the geography, it's something in the water or the blood or the bagels or whatever. They're
0: already insufferable, David. They're like, going to become even more well, so. All fans are insufferable, <laughs> pretty much. But, <laughs> but uh, the
1: idea that anything to do with Boston or their fandom is yeah, it makes me root for them less. I mean, I like them just fine. I did not root <laughs> against them, I am not root against them, and I picked them to win the series. But, um, <laughs> it's not the
0: fans. Oh, you, 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 I, I can see the headlines already the city of the comeback kings. I can, I can see it now. Look, it, it's coming if Boston wins this game tonight. We all know what's going to happen. And for all of all the New York fans who hate Boston fans, get ready. You're gonna have to deal with this for quite some time. So, listen, it is what it is. But the last two minute yeah. report, yeah, yeah, um. So this is what it said about, about Butler, yeah. and it said Butler it said Butler didn't double dribble, with the explanation being, Butler fumbles the ball out of his control when he ends his dribble, then recovers it and legally attempts a field goal. That is what they said about the... Did he not uh, dribble again? Yeah, he didn't. He, he gathers it and then... Shoots oh, so the what it wouldn't be
1: double dribble. It could have been a travel. Right.
0: It could have called it a travel. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I'm not buying it. So, but this goes back right to your point to about referees calling what they see. Yeah. A, a lot of times, David, and we know we see this and it, it you know, and Henry's big thing is, look, th- th- we have a situation with r- r- rules and officials right now where maybe the rules that govern the game, the players don't respect them. Yeah. And in the way that Henry talks about it is that, well, the players manipulate that to their advantage, right? Someone, someone brushes up against them. They act like They got shot by a cannon and they're on the ground and the referee doesn't see the push. All they see is a person on the ground. Well, someone must have fouled them, and they call it. Back to your that's point. That's a mistake. But you, you did not see them get fouled, but you're going to call it because he's on the ground. That's the mistake. How do you know? Or someone goes up for a layup, and someone's chasing them. You assume and anticipate contact, but did you see it? Or are you just calling it because you think that's what's going that's to happen? The
1: first thing you learn as a referee is don't anticipate. You got to see it. I mean, as, as somebody who did all those games, I, I definitely realized I got way better as a coach when I refed because I stopped yelling at the referees for stupid stuff because I knew what they were, was going through their mind. I mean, if I'm yelling yell at them, which I stopped doing too after three years, it's going to be because they don't understand the rules. Or they, or they, or they saw something right there. And, right. Two, you know, guys, you can see the. I mean, I had players with gashes on their arms. <laughs> when I was coaching the 80s, a lot of players grew their fingernails out. No, some just some still recorders. do. And I don't think for that reason, it just, it was kind of a thing, not really long, long enough to, I mean, I had plenty of blood. And when there's no foul and the guys, you can see the scrape. They're like, come on. But he's bleeding. Right? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a miss. No. So, and I think your brother Mike's point's correct. It may be time to get that fourth yeah. official. I think if we do that, we are gonna have to widen the court a bit because the courts all like, these guys are huge yeah, and fast. Yeah, vast, yeah and that's like, a good point. We got to start. And I know the owners are going to be like, but well, we need to sell those million dollar seats in the front We can figure it out. Figure it out. You guys can, it's a ton of room in these big ass arenas. Figure it out. Um, but yeah, I think that is an issue. And so when players exaggerate the rules, on them, whatever, this is the situation we have. And then we also have, you know, conspiracy theories and like now I don't even know who's officiating tonight's game, but everyone's going to be mad if it's Scott Foster or if it's, you know, whomever it's like, oh my God, this guy's got it in for us. We've never won a game when this official, when this referee uh, officiates our games, this undercurrent can't be good for the league and the product right we can't have people openly and outwardly questioning the, the 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 sanctity of the game in terms of following the rules right stan van gundy said on the on the on the broadcast oh eric spolsch has been yelling for jason Tatum to get that palming call which he does all the time oh they called it once don't worry jason they won't call it ever again well that's bad if it's a palming violation once then it's always a palming violation right if it's a foul when caleb martin extends his elbow driving towards the rim it's a foul when Jason Tatum extends his elbow driving towards the rim, but we know that's not what actually
1: happens. Right, that is the concerning part. Is that is the uh, it's uh, it's the weird. inconsistency. We, we were talking about succession, which I won't b- spoil anything, uh, but it's not a spoiler to say that uh, people at that level of wealth, the rules don't apply to them. Well, we have the same thing in the NBA. Is the rules barely apply to the best players, and we that needs to be changed? Yeah, it needs to be. The rookie who gets hit needs to go to the free-throw line just as often as LeBron James and vice versa yeah. and everything. The, the rules are the rules. Uh, the justice should be blind. Instead, the referees sometimes are blind, as they love to say. Um, that, to me, is an issue. It's something that should yes. be addressed in the offseason. I agree. That we've got to stop rewarding. The, part of the problem is the reason why the superstars is because they're amazing and they think really fast and they're experienced. So they know... They already know what you're going to do when they fake and draw the contact. Like, they know what they're doing. We also teach that. Mm-hmm. And um, none- nevertheless, we have, we have to get better at policing the game so that everyone is treated the same.
0: Uh, therefore, the game has more integrity. And, you know, for fans out there, I know it seems like, oh, my God, this one call screwed us. Like, and I know that's how it feels in the moment, but that's not what happens. Like... The game is a culmination of 9 billion events. All of those things in together, right, are interdependent. They cause the final outcome, right? Duncan Robinson hits one of those two wide open threes. This situation doesn't happen. Jimmy Butler makes three more shots. You're not, it, there's so many things that lead to why you win and lose games. It's never, yes, I can get how it feels in the moment. Oh my God, it was an obvious out- Yes, I get it, but that isn't why. There are multiple things that happen that go on throughout the game. It's not each single thing independent of everything else. That's just not how
1: basketball works. Miami was, was competing for a record uh, in terms of futility finishing at the rim. I don't remember. If, I don't think they got the record, but it was close. Yeah, and um, I, cause I listened in the broadcast. They made a couple comments about it. I read some things about it, too. Um, it wasn't. I mean, Boston play good defense and they're taller, but Miami still missed those shots. More importantly, they made a huge mistake. They just continued to drive recklessly into the teeth of the defense. That was it. If they do that tonight, I think they'll get murdered.
0: Do you think that well, that is just sort of tiredness? Right? I do. Just I think fatigue can okay. be a
1: factor. Yeah. A uh, lack of confidence in your pull up game is a factor. Bam, if I remember right, starts the game making like an 18 footer, was very hesitant the rest of the game to do it. Yep uh the you know there are coaches i can't accuse miami of this because i don't know but i've had players tell me this season their coaches just scream at them go to the rim go to the rim go to the rim and the rim is clogged and there's seven footers there and there's two taking charges and the players don't feel comfortable like why are they telling me to keep driving there's no angle there to hope for a foul that's bad basketball and i i don't think spo was doing that necessarily i do think jimmy butler lost his confidence bam lost his confidence and, and uh, thank goodness for them, for uh, Kayla Martin and Gabe Vincent. Those uh, guys are the best players on the court for them.
0: I think I might argue that Kayla Brown and Gabe Vincent have been the best players over the last three games. Yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all losses. Uh, all, all losses, yeah. but, you know, they they've the played problem. well. Yeah, they, yeah very yes, well. They, very well. They need Jimmy. J- I mean, so Jimmy and Bam, after the game said, in co- more colorful language, we need to make shots. You think it's in, in many ways that simple? If they make more shots? They, if, well, we know if they made more shots on Saturday, they would have won the game.
1: Well, I, I don't know their mindset. I only It looked like their heads into me. What I've always taught is, uh, I didn't always teach this. As I got to be a better coach, I started teaching it. Uh, I think uh, shooting is a lot about confidence. And I think confidence comes from genuine work and turning it to genuine results. And it doesn't have to be with shooting. So I've always challenged players to really take pride in your screen setting. Cut with purpose. Finish explosively at the rim. Don't foul, guys. Make the extra pass. All these kinds of things lead to better possessions. And when your team is playing better and you're impacting winning, even if you're not shooting slash scoring or even get the free throw line, you just feel better about yourself. Feeling better is a way to generate confidence. Correct. It's, it's, it, the alternative is also true. When you don't feel like you're helping your team, when you're getting scorched on defense, you're, you've got two illegal screens that you call whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it tends to drag your shooting down unless you're a psychopath, <laughs> right? <laughs> or Jordan Crawford or something, right? <laughs> was, I, just, I love him. He's a pure scorer, always unconscious, right? Jordan Clarkson. Um, so uh, I think that they have to realize the Celtics are really trying to protect the rim. Let's take the second box shots. Let's put, stop mm-hmm. and pop from 12 feet on the side off the yeah. board. Jimmy's been good at that. And, and uh, if they start contesting us more, we'll start attacking more. Uh, uh, that
0: would be a smart adjustment for them. I noticed that in the game. I was like, the rim is, I'm like, the second box is open. Like, yeah. take those shots. They just were so hesitant. They really were. Which, which leads me to believe maybe you don't work on second box scoring Ooh. enough. They've done it before.
1: It's, it tends to be, like I said, so it's a, it's a, it's a slippery slope confidence. A player can miss one shot and be fine. A player can miss one shot and be wrecked. Same player. Feel is, is an issue. How you're doing the other parts of your game can be an issue. Uh, I think I do think these guys are mentally tired. Both teams, they're tired. Yeah, which is not good for them for the finals.
0: But we'll deal with well, that. Yeah, we'll deal with that in a minute. I know Denver right now is like, yes, well, you guys beat the hell you know, out of each other. I think please. they would
1: have enjoyed Miami to win game six, though.
0: Probably because they want Miami and they have home court advantage versus having to fly to Boston. Right. They would have, they would have Miami
1: having, you know, four or five days off, but at least they'd become the Denver first. Denver may have to go to Boston. Uh, And that's not a great matchup for the Nuggets. I've not done a lot of research yet, but my memory is that, that uh, Boston's done well with Jokic.
0: Understandably so. And Miami has not. They they have bodies to throw at Jokic, which, which helps number one. And, Boston's just so long, and they've got a lot of tall, rangy and they dudes. they play and, two
1: bigs a lot, whereas Denver doesn't want to play any big except for Jokic. Um, um, so uh, Miami's just got out of bio, right? They yeah, really have yeah. Kevin Love maybe a little bit, but whatever. We, we'll get to that. we got to get to we'll Game get to that. seven first.
0: first. Um, so uh, am, am I wrong in thinking Game 7 for Boston is if White, Smart, Horford, and Brown are making shots? Because this is what we talk about the – this Boston just being better. I just listed four dudes and I didn't and I didn't mention Jason Tatum. Right? Like, because I feel like Tatum's gonna be himself, I think, more or less. Those guys are hitting. Like, I don't, Miami doesn't have enough to counterbalance that, right? We talked about this all year. Miami struggles to score points. And we're like, well, if Jimmy and Bam aren't hitting, like, okay, what if Jimmy and Bam hit tonight, but Gabe and Max and everybody else don't hit tonight, which is certainly possible. Now what? I just feel like I've, Boston has more options. Right. Well, you're right.
1: Have you, the, are you I'm not a Marvel Avengers movie guy? I
0: mean, I know them. I don't,
1: I don't, I haven't watched them. Like, you don't, you know. so you don't know the Doctor Strange when Iron Man saw him in space. No. Okay. You don't know about that. What about um, the Men in Black series? Yeah. Yeah. So the third one, which was a really, I, the second one I went very really I thought the third one was really <laughs> good. Uh, the actor who also was in Boardwalk Empire, he's, he's uh he's a, uh, the Jewish, uh, gangster i forget his name oh yeah yeah rusty maybe really good yeah yeah. he Mm -hmm. plays at space dude and he he's thinking of he knows all the different scenarios how things can play out in multiple futures right and that's exactly what we have here there are so many different ways for miami to win many of them include their stars playing well many of them include their role players playing great to your point let's say jimmy sucks and Bam sucks as scores. Boston goes seven for 35 again from three or whatever they did the last game. And Duncan Robinson goes crazy. Eh, they can win that game, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of scenarios. If you're looking at probability, that's different. So now you, you stack up all the likely scenarios for tonight. Boston has more scenarios in their favor than Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as we just saw, there was a scenario in the last game that said, uh, Boston's going to shoot terribly. Uh, not do great on, on, the, on the backboards. Although remember, Miami got 17 off the rebounds apart because they missed 60 shots. Let, right. me, let me say that again. 60, not including the second free throws. Mm. 33 of 93. You're, gonna get, you're not going to get you know, all but five rebounds when other team misses 60. They got 17. So, um, but there was a scenario somewhere that, that allowed for Derek White to get a tip in because he's not as stiff. They've got good players, a lot of good players. And so Boston should be favored, and they have more outs, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But um, Miami's got plenty of way. If, if anyone's going to win this game after losing three straight, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a team like the Heat mm-hmm. that is just – they embrace the, – what, what did to say the other day? We're a gnarly group. We're a gnarly
0: group. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: This is – they're not shell-shocked. And, and I mm-hmm. told Henry this after game three because we wrote that article about heat of a fuck you culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I said, this in a show, I don't remember I said to Henry, he, he asked about, you know, there, you know, what happens if they lose this, whatever I said, Henry, the point is they're an eight seed. They took Boston to, straight right. on the road. And then they got the number one seed Right. Early in the playoffs. Exactly. Like, whatever, this is the story is the story. They can still lose the series. It's amazing that they're here. And it's still amazing that they're here. And I, 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 I mean, I'm not a betting guy anyway, Right. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I would favor Boston. Just like in four game five, you asked what would happen. I said, I think the teams are pretty even. I give Boston a slide edge in game five. Yeah. Well, I look stupid, but I said the teams are even after a couple games. I'm not, so not,
0: now. not after last yeah. night because yeah. th- they're, they're pretty yeah. even. Uh, Boston, by the way, for those out there, Vegas betting favorites, of course, tonight I minus know. seven points. Um, you know, it's a it's a, it's a, it's it's a, a solid number. number, right? That's a yeah. solid number. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're pretty confident in Boston tonight. Um, okay, so David, game sevens. You know, you hear all the cliches. Yeah, strategies are out the window. Everyone knows everyone's plays. We there's nothing you're gonna do that's gonna surprise anybody. Are game sevens about that? And what you say? When you when you coach your guys, it, particularly with the, when it's the draft process and they're getting ready, and you're like, if you think this is about basketball, you're going to lose. This is a yeah, fucking a war. War, yeah, a war, and you have to win it. Right. So it's every possession, like it's the last, you have to fight yeah. with whatever energy you have left at this point. So is that what Game 7's about?
1: I mean, it's, it's all of it. It helps to make shots. Being locked in matters. Normally, teams aren't shooting great in close Game 7s. Um there is no real advantage to this game on that front, Gerard, because these are two veteran teams. I, I don't, I, you know, I say this all the time, as you know, there's no such thing as rookie mistakes, just mistakes. Al Horford made two of the dumbest mistakes. He fouled Jimmy Butler in the end one. He was just overwhelmed and fouled him so stupidly, and they fouled him for three to lose the series. Yeah. Let's face it. One more bounce on the rim, or just a brick by Marcus Smart, because right? it wasn't a great shot. It was a chuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Horford's the, Horford screwed up. He gave, he gave Butler uh, 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 six points on two plays mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. fouls, and he's brilliant. Uh, but when it comes, so I don't think that matters. I do think the urgency helps the veteran, and both teams are, are loaded with, you know, they're playing veterans. Mm-hmm. They, they're men, right? The, the, we always say youth is wasted on the young for a reason <laughs> yes. because they're not mindful of anything. <laughs> I, we had dinner last night with my my niece who just graduated from Boston College. Very smart young lady. She's taking a year off. She's working for a year before she goes to law school, and uh, she even knows she's brighter than most. But uh, like they're just they're 22. Like the world is their <laughs> oyster. Like whatever, you know. The, the men are more mindful typically. Men and women who are older are more mindful right. of the moment. I think both these teams are very aware that you just and, and the last game ended. In a perfect way, of there is no every millis, every tenth of a second counts. The margin for error could be razor, razor thin. Again, here we are, game seven after game six, literally was decided with one tenth of a second left.
0: These are even teams. The Miami Heat snatched defeat from the jaws of victory.
1: That's what happened in that last they test. They of snatched game. victory and then <laughs> gave it back. Because they were down <laughs> ten with four to play, right. and, and so and let's uh, let's remember this, and you can look it up and tell me if I'm wrong. I remember looking this up before, long ago. Spurs lose on the Ray Allen three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what is your memory of Game Seven? I have I have a couple memories of Game Seven. It's a long time I ago. Feel,
0: I feel like shell shocked Spurs Game Seven. If I'm if I remember correctly.
1: Okay, so trailing 90 to 88, Hmm. Kawhi Leonard missed a three with a minute, maybe a minute 40 to play, I don't remember, but something less than two minutes, a three to take the lead. Mm. With less than a minute, I think, Tim Duncan misses a shot and a Mm. tip in. Mm. And then what I remember remember the most, because we had been writing about it, I was at ESPN then, uh, early in the series, the Spurs just dared LeBron to shoot and he wouldn't Mm -hmm. shoot. But as the series went on, just like we're talking with Miami, he started saying, you know what? I can't get to the rim. And this was super powerful, LeBron. This is not the guy we see now. This is nobody can guard him. And but with three, four people, they can. So he started making jumpers. So at 90 88 with like 40 some odd seconds to go, he nailed uh, like a not such a short jumper to go up four. And then I think the Spurs mm-hmm. turned it over and the heat won. I think LeBron made free throws and he won. Obviously, won I think. Um Yeah, the Spurs didn't score again after they got to 88. I don't think. But my point is, they were right there. So here we go. Uh, uh, Miami has to be absolutely taking strength from the fact that what's happened for six games is over. It only matters if you let it matter. We can beat these guys. We've done it before. We can beat these guys. It's going to be a war. Let's fight every possession.
0: I was just going to go there. So this idea about momentum and stuff carrying over, it only does if you let it, right? Because yeah. after going up after going up 3-0, the Heat had a little momentum, right? right. Yet they lost three straight. So what What happened then? So anything is possible in this game for and is literally about what kind of mindset you come in with. Are you shell-shocked or are you like, man, whatever, like shit happens. It's basketball. Let's just strap it up, lace it up and play. And I think to your point. If a team that's going to, you have to have that gnarly attitude that Spo and Jimmy and those guys have, the fuck you culture who are like, oh, you won three straight, fuck you. It takes that. Anybody else who's reading, you know, headlines on their phones and shit. And, and,
1: you, and you know what? None. My experience with NBA players uh, is they tend not to have their phones on this time of year. Yeah. They well, don't, don't. They, or their social media, I should say. Mm-hmm. They... uh and they're always advised of that by their agents, by their families, and by their veteran players. If you have to text, since we get all that, but um, don't don't get on Twitter, don't get on Facebook, Lock in. whatever. You just you just it's only going to distract you and wear you yeah. down.
0: Ignore it. Lock in. All right. So these 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 two teams, David, are exhausted, but they got to listen. It's a chance for the uh, trip to the finals. The NBA championship is at stake. Um, you know you don't like to do predictions, but What are you, who are you leaning towards um, tonight? I mean, I see it as, uh, I think the
1: Heat, this version of the Heat team is, you know, a 50-win team. Uh, uh, They're very good. The way Gabe's played, the way Duncan has been playing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Jimmy, until, even even in the last game, he almost had a triple-double. He just did not shoot very well. He didn't shoot well. (laughs) Yeah, this, this is a formidable team. Uh, I think Boston's the team we've seen all season. They are a, they're a little bit underachieving, um, as and they've continued to be that. They're prone to just bouts of what the hell's going on, low IQ or just <laughs> poor execution. But they're better than the Heat, and they're at home. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I would I think they have more outs. I think they have more. They have two guys that can really go nuclear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Smart was a minus ten last game, but he played well. I thought he played well. Four, made, They only made seven threes. He made four. Now, we took 11. So that's something to look at, too, is yep. um, they had 12 turnovers, I want to say. They got to limit that. Um, Miami wants him to shoot. So how does he take advantage of that would, would be a factor. But I, I, I would favor Boston. I mean, everyone will favor Boston. Yeah. And seven. I, I think that's a little high. Yeah. I'm not a betting man, but I, I think this, this game could, I think easily, be closer. It could easily come down to the last couple possessions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, same. I to that point, the probability and the ways in which they can win, there are more for the Celtics. So because of that, I'm going to lean towards them slightly, not overwhelmingly. Not like again, it wouldn't surprise me if any possible outcome happens to, to tonight. Nothing would surprise me. Yeah. But I, I want to. Okay. Okay. Finish your thought. I, I was I mean, going to say, but because they have more optionality. Yeah. I'm going to lean towards them. I, I one thing I'm looking for early is uh, I was, I mean.
1: It, it sounds a little silly because I don't know him, but I was really proud of Duncan Robinson for taking those threes. Yeah, yeah. He should have taken those threes. Of course, wide open. I, right, and he's been shooting great. Um, I don't think anyone on earth has thought about any one subject more than Duncan Robinson has been thinking about those two open threes. That's <laughs> is my, is my guess. The guy's paid to make shots. Yep. He missed them. He's made a bunch in, in this series as well as in his career um i hope he comes out chucking it man just fucking let's go firing and i would think that culture would say we're beating your ass if you don't shoot yeah like we're going we're riding with you my guy we're riding with you make or miss you're shooting them you're letting yeah we'll do our job you do yours that's your job Mm -hmm. if he does that um you know there's a seven eight three game in him because he's hard to stop he's hard he's just tall and you know they're they're trying to extinguish Jimmy. Don't give him a chance to breathe. Mm-hmm. We, you know, Kyle Lowry's uh, really kind of sunk, yeah. And that's a yeah. factor too. He was bad, and he's been good in some other games. Bad, you know. Gabe Vincent's really kind of taking
0: that spot. But it's what you talk about older players, right? Yeah. It's it that they the can't flickers. maintain the level, the right? It's flickers. Yeah. Um, for the first time in this series, David, the team that shot better from three lost the game. Yeah. First time in this series, it's always been whoever shot well from three was winning the game. I mean, typically, and the that's, variance has yeah. been crazy. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, this is this is a uh, this is a fun series. I'm excited. Like, I, I think I think you're right. Duncan's just gonna keep firing in I, I hope he does. I hope he does. Make or miss, this is this is your job is to do that. That's what we empower you to do. Yeah. keep doing that. We'll figure the other shit out. Yeah, we have to see
1: Miami. I don't care how Boston starts. If Miami is is uh, pressing early. Struggling to, to take the shots they're supposed to take, that would be a bad sign, whether Boston scores or not. If they're just doing their thing, and, and I'm sure Spolstra is trying to say, look what happened last game. We're down 10, and we, if the game is one more bounce on the rim, we win, and we're mm-hmm. going, going forward, we, we can be down 10 in this game too. Like, Don't think for one second we can't come down 10. They, right. they lead the playoffs, I believe, in, in victories. I think they have
0: three victories trailing by 10 or more in the playoffs. Yeah. And as Swo said about this team, they do everything the hard way. So, again, this every, this sort every of, team does everything the hard way. Right. I know he said that, <laughs> you and know, every so team, like nothing's easy. <laughs> so, it's like, listen, they again, they I don't think they're going to be phased by it. Um, I, I, what I'm watching for is to your point, if they're not making shots, Miami, but are they still hanging around at halftime? Is it three points, five points, yeah. six points? I'm like, okay, I feel good. But if it's that thing where they're not making shots and Boston's making, and then it's 9, 12, 15. Yeah. And
1: like, you're, say, you're saying you if Miami tries to pull a Phoenix the last couple of close games they've had.
0: They're correct.
1: <laughs> correct. Correct. Yeah, then they're in trouble. Yeah. Spoles <laughs> not going to get fired, but yeah, they're in trouble. I, yeah. I, I don't I, I don't expect that. Probably because I think Boston's me. tired too.
0: Yeah. Um. One thing I want to say about Boston's defense. Have you noticed this, coach? They are not biting on Jimmy's pump fakes anymore it must have been like a drilled into their head should have been do not bite on that at all they're Should've not been. they're not falling for it at all now yeah they're they're using your phrase they're walling up and talling up yeah. he comes into the lane does that everyone just gets upright gets their hands up and no one's jumping off the ground That's what they should be so doing to that separation and that that little thing matters i think yeah yeah i agree smart no good good, good job there by the uh by the celtics defense and robert williams i want to give him a shout out the third like he's he's played some really good defense in this series and he is that X factor for them. We talked about this last year with them going to the finals, right? Cause he'd gotten hurt and we we're like, man, if that guy's hurt, it's a problem. Cause he's such a game changer for what they do defensively. And it, the way he can rotate and cover ground. I'm like, man, this guy is
1: outstanding. Uh, the other guy is, um, Terrick white.
0: Oh, there was a, so long.
1: There was a play. Jimmy Butler's was driving with, to his right. Um, uh, maybe third quarter. And, um, a light-skinned guy blocked his shot. I had just looked away from the TV. I put it back on. And um, I'm like, man, that fucking Jason Tatum. He, he's a better <laughs> defender than you realize. And then just just as the uh, ball was being taken out of bounds, and I realized it's not live. The game's over. I'm in no rush here. And I just thought, I don't know if that was Tatum or not, actually. <laughs> so I rewound it. It was freaking Derek White. Yeah, That's I was in my cool. office TVs. And uh I'm like, that because he's so good at the rim. He's the best yeah. guard defender pretty much at the rim. He um, and uh, yeah, his, his, his value is, especially with Progdon being out,
0: can't be understated. His defense is outstanding that length, and David, and he's shooting it well from three. I mean, so he's hitting threes. That's just, yeah. you know, you're not only is he taking away possessions from you on, off, on when you're on offense, and he's then converting it on the other end into three points. If you – you know. this is
1: just my opinion, but uh, I thought the team that had the most potential to be the best team this season was the Clippers. Yeah. With Paul and, and Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Okay. That didn't happen, mostly because of injury. I picked Milwaukee to win the championship, but win the East, mm-hmm. rather. I don't remember who I – I don't think I picked the champion before mm-hmm. the season because uh, Missoula is a rookie coach. Mm-hmm. And I thought Milwaukee has a sameness to him. Turned out wasn't right. So then you go to Boston. On paper, this is the best team, right? This is the best team. And uh, I, I actually like Joe Missoula. I, I said this with a down 03, uh, I wouldn't fire him. Yeah, he'll, he'll never be, be worse as a coach than his first year.
0: Right. Yeah. And, you know, you can, not only do you get better from year to year if you do all the right things and you get, get better in the series. You talk about, yes, you, you can learn. get better as a series goes on. I learned for sure. Reference points happen. Yeah. Oh, this shit's been kind of weird the last two games. I mean, what if I try this? Like, I mean, like, especially we talk about all the time. If you're pragmatic, that's yeah. and humble, you're you're gonna be do just fine as a coach. Um, all right, let's take a quick break, David. And when we come back, we will talk about the Denver Nuggets. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book? Maybe show up for a friend. Now, Depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists from my partner and I and both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com, slash True Hoop. All right, so it has been, God, they haven't played a game since Monday, last Monday. So we're already on seven days, and not going to play till Thursday. So it's going to be a nice 10-day break for them. Um, First, right off the bat, bad or good, being off that long?
1: Well, compared to what? Being off one day, two day, (laughs)
0: 20,
1: 30... (laughs) Um, yeah. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so. it's going to be fine. I think it's a better, a better off. Uh, I mean, you just get sore. That's what people don't realize is forget about the injuries. The soreness is a factor because soreness leads to injury also. So a lot of those bangs and bruises and bumps have healed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, they, even though they don't play a bench, they have a good bench. They they yeah. could have some very spirited games.
0: I, I, I hope Mike Michael Malone uses that bench in this
1: finals. Well, he's I need think it. he will, but he's using them in practice. I'm sure. I haven't asked, but I'm sure that they're playing some spirited five on five. Maybe over the weekend, probably. And I, so, in those moments, I wonder if he, because you're watching as a coach, does he see something from those games? Like, wait a minute, these guys are. I no. can play these guys. No, I think no. I think he had made a decision. I, wa- I watched them during the season. I think he. he there was one point where he decided, I'm done. I'm going with my core group and Christian, who's a rookie, who didn't play in the last game. Uh, None of the new guys at Calvin Booth, got, which is why I don't think they like each other. I'm not getting any (laughs) of those guys. I'm sticking with these main core guys. That doesn't mean he'll do it in the finals, but probably will.
0: Um, How difficult is it when you are the team that's been resting for now, going on seven, eight days, to prepare for two teams? That's kind of what they're doing, right? Their scouts kind of split in half. We're reviewing the Heat and we're reviewing the Celtics simultaneously. How difficult is that when you're preparing for two teams versus one?
1: You know, because you still have two full days, but like game one's Thursday. Mm -hmm. So you still got Tuesday, Wednesday. My guess is they focus more on themselves. And then what they've done is they've looked at what they think they probably need to shore up, tighten up feature against both teams. Mm -hmm. Some of them will be the same, some will be different. And they've added that to their practice structure. Okay. To make sure, yeah. hey, if we play Miami, you got to really get this better. Uh, like for offense, for example. Mm-hmm. If we play Boston, uh, we got to get this better. Whatever it is, offensive defensively. And so you kind of introduce both. But yeah, it's double the work. Mm-hmm. But you'd rather do that than have to keep playing. Yeah, it's, correct. It's definitely a better situation.
0: Without question. Yeah. I had this thought about when you're the team that's waiting and game seven's tonight and you're gonna, your opponent's going to be one of those two teams. And I was like, all these smart basketball minds, the players, right, who know the game really well, and their coaches? Do you have a watch party? Like, right, you're you're in the facility. Everybody just show up. We'll eat some food, whatever. We're just gonna watch the game, right? And then we can pick up things and talk about. What you say? Oh no, I think this is what they should do, right? Like, do you, what do you think? Like, does that happen in the NBA? And is that something that they should do?
1: You know, I've never, I've never had someone tell me they did a watch party, but um, my, I think there's two things here. If uh, if they decided, you know, I just want our guys to have their regular routines at home. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're not going to do it. Uh, but I also, I think it's a great idea. I yeah. really do. And um, let's just watch it together. We're not going to laugh and yell. We're, we're going to take notes. We're going to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it could be instructive.
0: I think but so, I, right? We'll
1: find out. I'll find out if they're doing that.
0: It, 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 it would be a good idea. Just because everyone in there is a smart basketball mind, but different mind, in varying degrees, Right. You're going to be looking at if you're a player through your matchup. Okay, that's going to be me guarding Tatum or Jimmy or whoever, whatever the situation is. What would I do? Ooh, a good idea. Maybe not. I wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah, like I think it's really instructive. I'll tell you. um, It's not a watch powder, but when I when I knew my son was probably going to be a college athlete was when he was ten years old playing all-star baseball, and we, we were we have a small little league. I've talked about it before, probably, and the starting pitcher in our semifinal game is my son's best friend, still best friend. They were, you know, 10 men, 10 or 11. And, um, and then Max came in and saved the game. And he was our best. He was our best overall player. And it was fucking June in Florida. Hot. <laughs> yeah, we probably played at one o'clock. And the other semifinal game was on another field across the concession stand. And, you know, most of these Little League players, none of them kept, none of them played high school sports right. on his team, except for these two guys who were stud basketball players, it turns out. But back then, they're our best baseball players. And everyone couldn't wait to go home and have popsicles, whatever the hell these right. dumbass parents gave their 10-year-old kids. <laughs> uh, I said to Max and Alex, like, what do you guys want to do? And they said, Palm Harbor still playing. That was, that was the number one seed. We're going to go watch them. Mm. First of all, my son knew a bunch of those players because right, players right. always know each other. Good ones, right? right, right. And he's like, we're going to. And it's two of those guys, by the way, are pitching for like one of the best teams of the country right now in college. They were mm. twins. And so I have a picture. I, my wife has it like framed. I, I'm behind them. I got them food. Yeah. And it's just Fatucci and Thorpe, Alex Fatucci and Thorpe, two little dudes. Alex is tall, wearing your yellow jersey. And they're scouting. fucking, Fuck yes. <laughs> fuck yes. Exactly right. And, and I always do the same thing as coaches. Uh, when he Later on, when he started playing at U basketball, uh, uh, our head coach was a dad. He had been a coach before, but he wasn't super invested in it. Another assistant coach and I were. And I, there was nothing else to do after you finished the game, but go, go scout go, the other one. It's all we ever did. And, and then scout the next game after that, because we might play them in the finals, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, that's the, the only way to think about it. Players aren't always that way, but they often are. They often are. So to your point, I'd be shocked if every single Nuggets player wasn't watching game seven. Yeah, Whether I, they're together or not, I don't know. Right. I'd be shocked. Yeah. And, and they love the game. Mm-hmm. They love the game. They, 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 they're not fans. Right. Uh, they're fans of plays more than – and they're fans yes. of players. Right. Right? So I'm sure some guys hate Tatum. Some guys hate Jimmy Butler. <laughs> but I'm sure there's some guys that love Tatum and right. love Jimmy Butler. Right. And so they can't help – they root for him all the time. It's hard to root against him now, even though you don't want to play. But they all. I'm sure they all want to play Miami. Yeah,
0: there's sure. no doubt. Home, home court, court advantage. Yep. Better matchup. And you're the better team, no doubt.
1: Yep. Right, right. So, um yeah, I'd be absolutely shocked if every one of them hasn't watched any one of these games yeah, almost every NBA player I've been talking to this summer is watching games every night
0: yeah, got to you you yeah. love the game if well, yeah. if you love it, right so right um Nicole Yoko, uh, you know because they've been off all week, um he was talking about you know, he was asked a question about being a dad now, um and has that changed his perspective as a player, helped him, et cetera, and he was like. No, he's like I don't think being a dad can help you with that. Like that's one got nothing to do with the other. He was like I think for me I've always known that basketball was not the most important thing in my life. It was always going to be my family and now that they're actually here and I have them, it just reinforced. And I'm paraphrasing what I thought, and I was right, right? Like my family and this is you know one of the things I I admire about you that I say all the time is that nobody loves basketball more than Coach Dart, but nobody loves their family more than basketball than Coach Thorpe, right? Like that is your most important. And that's your perspective. And I think a lot of players have that perspective, David, but they're not often all celebrated for it. For whatever reason, Whether, however they say it, it doesn't come out a certain way. But I think many players feel that way. Like, yes, of course, this is my job and I love it. But it isn't the most important thing in the world to me, right? Like my family is, I, I, I'm i a three-dimensional person. I have many interests and in things I do outside of my work that I do and love very much. But there are other things that are important to me. So I think it's while we celebrate Jokic, we should celebrate all players for having that kind of perspective.
1: Okay. So I'll get a little deep on this subject and, and you'll be right with me. Um, I I don't like seeing uh, Steph Curry's uh, daughter. I think it was in the uh, interview <laughs> at, at the podium on, the, and Tatum, on the, and the podium and Tatum's son. However, as a coach in the eighties, in America, it isn't a racial problem. It's a it's a uh, economic problem. Families with less income tend to have real problems at home with a, a single moms or single dads. Obviously, plenty of wealthy parents have that issue, too. Uh, in the black community, when I was when I was raising my players in the 80s, none of the dads were around. It was a major problem in America. We all know why that is the problem with the terrible things our country has has instituted from years, literally the. The, ju- the, the, judicial sy- the judicial system worked against mm-hmm. <laughs> our black citizens um, and still does in many cases. And so we have to consider context. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, and many of these, I, I don't know any of these players. I don't know if they even are close to their dads. I coach a couple of players who have never really talked to their dad. I also have some that are incredibly close to their fathers. And um, they're very fortunate, as, as I feel I was with mine. Um, any To your point, like, if that's what we have to do to show our fans, like, hey, young man, like, this is the most important thing we'll ever do. And so I, you don't have to be on TV with your son. I get to be on TV with my son or daughter because I'm a basketball player. Right, but right. the point is, they're with me. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I, I, And so this is me being proud of my child or my children. I think that's fantastic. And we see it in other sports too, right? I don't watch the Super Bowl typically, but I have watched some. And, I mean, the second the game's over, Looking here come the, the wife and kids. And I love yep. that. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with that. We're, we're all supposed to be – the sport is just, it's just a game. It's just a game. It's a job in a game. There should not be lives on the line. There's jobs on the line. For sure. <laughs> I I'd like to I, – I didn't hear what Joker said, and I couldn't play it on Twitter this morning. Weird. Because Twitter sucks. <laughs> um, these days but absolutely I don't know I don't think Jokic sh- should speak for all dads mm-hmm. I-, I think human beings are motivated differently and-, and through every spectrum and I'm sure I know this there are some players that woke the fuck up like I-, I I have got to feed my family in some cases it was too late I've had players call me and you can hear in their voice they have seen the light mm. but they're playing I've had guys play in Iraq I've had guys playing Iran I've had guys played in Jordan and China and all over the place. NBA level players. Some of them actually played in the NBA. No kidding. In the NBA. Guaranteed contracts. And now they had a family to feed. And they were all about the business because they want to take care of their kids. Uh, one of them whose dad was in jail his whole life mm. was not going to make that same mistake once he had children. The problem is he fucked up and was kicked out of the, was, was out of the NBA before he had children. So I, I, whatever motivates you, I don't care. But yes, we should be always be uh, congratulating. It's easy for us to ignore. Well, we, we talked about succession. That guy was a fucking the worst dad of all time. Has <laughs> ever been a, a worst dad in that guy? Not a good dad. Not Jesus Christ. Dad. I mean, come on. Uh, so uh, to me, we're all better off as a community at, at large when, when families matter. And yeah. so we should always congratulate
0: and admire those that, that, that value it the way they should. And, and it's about perspective, right? Because as you said, like, it's just the game. Right. Like, yes, important, but it's not like it's not life or death jobs. Yes. You're bad at your job. You're probably going to get fired. Right. That's how the world stinks. Right. And that's and that does think for sure. Yeah. But and I think for some players, you mentioned this, David, it it gives them something else in their life. Right. And it helps them balance some players. Right. Because if they're too wound up about basketball, it may go the go a bad way for them. Right. They're too locked in on the game. Something else for you that can give you perspective again. Hey, I come home. I had a bad day. Like I got my smiling wife or a partner or whatever and it's my smiling kids. Who cares? I just went 10 for two for, two for 15. It'll be fine tomorrow.
1: And they, sh- they should think that. Put in the work. But you shouldn't, you shouldn't get mentally anguished over it. It's a, it's, it's, uh, it's a game of mistakes. Yeah, it's, it's a game of mistakes. Yeah. But and, we, and I was talking about this at dinner last night. As parents, we mess up a lot too. Yeah, sure. but, Everyone um, messes up. But, but the game, you, you know, once the game's over, you can't go back. It's just the next game. We get a chance. you know, our, our lives are one long game, typically. <laughs> yes. you, know, you can lose it during a stretch. Like, if you're a really bad dad at some point, uh, you're, I, I've got people I know really well whose fathers were really terrible and had and, and no problem with money. They're just bad dads. Just, they just didn't care, including some people that I grew up with, like dear friends of mine uh, whose parents were alcoholics or whatever. And um, they've, my friends, I mean, they're my age. They're sad. They, they didn't have a, a, a fun family life, whatever. So these players, I mean, Steph Curry was raised mm-hmm. with an NBA household. It worked mm-hmm. out just fine. Yeah. Yeah. You can fine. be a rich, famous celebrity and still be a great father for sure.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's about what you prioritize and what matters to you, right? And that's really it. And you, you have to give a shit and want to do it.
1: <laughs> we talked about Kareem's terrible game against mm-hmm. the Celtics. Mm-hmm. So he said
0: i want my dad to come on the bus like that mm-hmm.
1: i love that stuff
0: yeah, yeah. uh memorial day massacre. That that, that that was after, that was after that game think about was that, that the, right was that,
1: the, was that the i game? believe
0: it was think about that david you used to play finals games on memorial day we're not no finals on memorial day now we're like we're not till june 1st we got we got a couple days post um yeah. one last thing i wanted to bring up yeah. rich paul who is the uh head of clutch sports um sent out an interesting uh, tweet mm-hmm. series. Uh, I want to say over the weekend, yeah. And he was talking about a draft that he was looking at, and I'm going to read a couple parts here. He's like, I'm looking over a specific draft year where 18 of the top 30 picks are out of the league before reaching a second deal. They want you guys to focus on the money, so the focus is the pick number. Focus on the details of being a professional and building great habits. This will allow you to maintain a position, and the money will come alongside of that. After you're drafted, the work starts over. You go from number one now to one of 450, and nobody cares about where you went in the draft. Young agents evaluate the character and the talent the same. It's okay to not have a guy in the lottery. Lottery is for ego, not evolution. When I say who that's for, both agent and player, it means zero in your next meeting as an agent and zero for the player against, you know, the guys that they're competing against in the league who literally want to take their jobs. And I feel like that's something that you, David, as a player development coach can feel a kinship with, right? Because you're always working your guys and telling them, uh, none of that stuff matters, man. Like drafted one a- night. It is about the work. Yeah. Okay, you got drafted. Yeah. Yippee! But you are now number yeah. one of 450 dudes in the league. So what? Like, you got to work now.
1: He's, he's only wrong in one sense. It does, the draft, where you get drafted does matter because you get more rope to hang yourself with when you're a lot of... More
0: rope to hang yourself You up. do. I mean, yes, that part is true, yes. I mean, Kevin Knox is still in the league. Yes, you will get more opportunity if you... Right. Because, yes,
1: yes. Right, you just continue to suck as long as you want. When you're a lot of pick, they won't pay you a lot of money. Right. Same statistics on a second-round pick or undrafted player, you're in Poland. Okay. But he's right from the general sense. Uh, as I told a player the other day, uh, an established NBA player, um, every one of these motherfuckers wants your money. Every one of them wants your money. And what I mean by that is I told him he's a young player, but he's, he's a you know, star in the league. Uh, all of these young guys that come to your team, they want your playing time, and that means your money. And so, as soon as you take your eyes off that ball, it's going to hit you right in the fucking jaw. Mm. You can last summer, I felt like based on everything I've heard and saw on social media, Scotty Barnes was having a great time in the summer, playing uh-huh. hoop everywhere, living, living, the, living large as the rookie of the year. And he got smacked right in the head. He was bad to start this season. He finished much better. Uh, everyone wants your money. You better go to work. And by the way, they're trying to beat your brains in. On the other also. team too, yes. the guys on your team want your position. The guys on the other team want to kick your ass. Yeah, the draft will, and we'll talk more about the draft as we yeah. get closer. Now, um, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to pay a little more attention now. There's some intriguing stuff going on with it, but yeah, it's just one night, good or bad. Next day, as as one of my, one of my players famously told a uh, reporter once, uh, Coach Torp still, he had me in the gym at seven in the morning the day after I got drafted in the first round. He wasn't right; it was like nine. It wasn't seven. <laughs> but what else are you going to do? Right. I knew you got drafted last night. Congratulations. So what? Kind of work? I, I couldn't even. He was my first ever drafted player that I was going to continue to work with. I had a couple of players drafted years prior. But um, yeah, whatever. In fact, of those two players I had drafted in the year 2000, only one made the team. The other one didn't. And they both were drafted. Lesson learned. We got work to do.
0: That has got to be, David. So it, it, the NBA is such a precarious place when you are a player. Particularly if you are not, you know, one of those all NBA MVP level dudes. But even those players, which is why they are all NBA MVP level dudes. The reason why they are that is because they work maniacally to be there. Every every year is an audition, right? What? You're, we're bringing in a new crew, or free agents, or trades, or someone who comes in is going to say, "Oh, I want your minutes," all right? So they're going to d- go hard and come at you when they're playing scrimmaging and brackets, whatever. It is a never-ending battle to be to hold your spot and to rise higher. That's that's got to be mentally. You got to be a different kind of p- person to make it in these in these leagues.
1: I mean, I think it's the same for your profession, my profession. To be successful, um, you there is a component of hard work. It's for not sure. just natural talent, right? Screenwriters, editors, actors, plumbers. Like uh, when we, I told you, uh, we had a roof put on recently, a new roof. Man, every uh, worker uh, uh, worked their ass off. And I mean, every night, I stepped on four nails because there were some in the bushes, but none of our cars had any problem. We left them on the streets normally, but when people ended up driving them. They cleaned up everything, not a bit of trash, lots of trash during the day because mm-hmm. we had eight people on the roof, literally. <laughs> Forget about the form or whatever, but by five o'clock, whatever, time, they, they worked till like eight o'clock. Yeah. They worked till like pretty much sunset. Man, they picked everything up. They fucking worked their ass off. I was super impressed. Super impressed with them. Um, that's how you get ahead. You got to work.
0: Yeah, there's, there's there's really no other way to, no other way to do it. Um, did you see that story about Eric Lewis's potential burner account? Well, I know you saw it because I
1: did. I did understand uh, cuz I didn't the scrolling
0: didn't work for me. Uh, uh, what's going on? So, and I should say this, that uh, we at True Hoop, Henry, tweeted that out. Um, he had had a source who had told him that this might be Eric Lewis's burner account. Well, I actually, I Henry's exact words were, I have it on good authority from a source that this is, in fact, Eric Lewis's burner account. So I, I didn't realize, I thought Henry was retweeting it. So Henry, so he told, yes. Bro- so, so, no, no, Henry didn't break it. So he, it. The, the source told him, and then the, when it was put out there, he retweeted That's what, what thought, was already okay. put out there. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Wow. I mean, first of all, I'm not surprised by that. Like, referees are people just like we are. Like, so if you have burner accounts, of course they're going to have burner accounts too. It's weird. It's just weird. And to, like, use it in the way in which you can get found out so easily. who, Who on earth goes out there championing for referees and, like, that's just an odd Was can,
1: he wasn't he defending himself? You're right. That's like, just an odd doing? thing that, that's
0: just an odd thing to do. Everyone's gonna know, oh, that well that's you. Like who? but even <laughs> even if they didn't know, why I mean you're not gonna win a Twitter argument.
1: <laughs> right. Like people have been trashing me forever on Twitter. Now I don't even care anymore. Twitter's so messed up, no one even reads my stuff anymore. I'm so way anyway,
0: the NBA is is investigating it to whatever that means. Yeah. Um but look, it's just, it's just it's this kind of where, where we started. Yeah, NBA and the officials right now. Adam can't like this, you gotta nip this thing in the bud and figure out some things with your officiating. We talked about adding a fourth Why? It, something's just it's just it's not good for your product. I don't like it, and it's weird. yeah, we don't want them talking about
1: anything but the game
0: yes the player, but we're talking about this divisions. this is not good that's that's very well said, David that's not right. good. We' shouldn't be talking about you guys. No one right. should know who Scott Falls or any of these people are and the fact that we know so much about them problematic. I'm with you all right, guys, game seven tonight. By Thursday, we will know who is going to be playing the Denver Nuggets. I think we'll do some more. You'll you'll have some more study this week, so you'll have a, a good point on what you want to say about the matchups. I know you have good ideas now, but you'll know for sure for Thursday's show what you think is going to work for whomever the Nuggets play uh, starting game one. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Take care.